We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. D.C. police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. Welcome back to another episode of the Budding Heads Podcast from Ramstock Radio. I'm Steve Ribeiro. As always, I'm here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, we're we're throwing down on a Monday Monday night tonight. It's uh we we got a fun we got a fun show planned for today, and I I think uh everyone need needs a little fun uh in their life right now with with how the world is. Yeah, it's always good to have a nice little laugh at the expense of other people's bad takes on matters, but we'll get to that shortly. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're gonna look at some some pretty freezing cold takes from around the sports world regarding the Rams this week. Uh, we we I put out on Twitter if anyone had anything for us, let us know uh, at the Mike Bar three. Let us know you want to hear about the Jared hatred. Uh, the O line being bad. We're gonna get to both of those, Mike. But before before we get into it, don't forget if you haven't yet, please. Uh, if you want a chance to win a Rams customized jersey, whether you want your name on it, any player name on it, uh, give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, email us 
send us a DM on Twitter with the screenshot. Email is ramsock9045 at gmail.com. Let us know who is entering and give us a screenshot of the review so we know, you know, who wrote the review so we can enter. We're at 192, so we're eight reviews away from giving out this jersey, finally. I know Derek's got to be ecstatic to finally give this thing away. We're, we're, we're inching in. We're getting close. Uh, excited to get that out. So it, it's your last chance, really, to enter. Uh, and, you know, this, this is about it, guys. Don't forget. Uh, but here we are. <laughs> Shani is... We got some fun ones. Uh, any, any of these in particular you want to start with? Ooh, I want to talk about them all so badly. <laughs> I I feel like we should save. Um, we should save. Let's see who who would be the best for last. <laughs> They're I, all good. I feel like you. I feel like you'd have to go. Um, they're they're all good. Uh, there's no wrong answer. They're all good. Yeah, you know what? Just just su- surprise me, Steve. Let's go. Let's. Uh, all right. So we have a couple couple conversations from around uh, the sporting world that we we've seen in the past couple days. Let's start. I want to start with this uh, this Skip Bayless video uh, that was retweeted by our very own Aaron Donald. Uh, so to, to give context here, Pro Football Focus put out their Top 50 players in the NFL. The number one player was our very own Aaron Donald, uh, who Pro Football Focus obviously loves. Patrick Mahomes was number two. Uh, a lot of good players in the top five. Tom Brady, after uh, a, a pretty you know, reasonably agreed on bad season, comes in here at number 24. So here is... I'm I'm gonna play this for everyone on the pod. Here is Skip Bayless's reaction to <laughs> to this news on the Fox Sports show Undisputed with with Skip and Shannon. All right, let me, let me put this on. What, Shannon Sharp? This is preposterous. This is Looney Tunes lunacy. This is ASA 9, ASA 10, ASA 11, and ASA 12 in honor of the GOAT. Tom Brady, now ranked 24th on this list. Aaron Donald is the best player in pro football by a distance, quote-unquote, by a distance. So that means that right here, right now, the Rams wouldn't trade Aaron Donald for Patrick Mahomes? Baloney, they would. Yes, they would. They would in a heartbeat. They'd say, please. We, we will do it. We will crawl all the way to Kansas City to pick him up and bring him back. You can have Aaron Donald. Oh, stop it. So right here, right now, if the – All right. I'm, I'm gonna, we got we to break this up into parts because this whole video is outrageous. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act like I am a Skip Bayless fan. Uh, I, I think he all his credibility a long time ago. He's an entertainer. So let's start with this. Would we trade Aaron Donald for Pat Mahomes? I mean, yeah, he's right there, right? He's got to be. You know, it's tough because we do have Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah, both it, of them. But I mean, it's tough. But like, there's a legitimate chance that Pat Mahomes goes down as the one of, if not the best, quarterbacks to ever play. 
and inherently that's more valuable than one of the best interior defensive tackles to ever play. Now, it I guess it depends on how sold you are on Jared Goff to make a decision here, but I mean, it is it is Patrick Mahomes. So in a in a perfect world, I I think that if you're kind of going based on like a sort of fantasy draft, would I take Patrick Mahomes over? Aaron Donald, yes, of course. But if we're talking about a trade like he insinuated here, I don't know if I'd do that. Just because do I trade the um, arguably one of the best players in the NFL for a guy that can slightly upgrade my quarterback position and then I lose Aaron Donald oh, in the hold process? On, hold on, Johnny. It, we'll get to Jared Goff later, but it is more than a slight upgrade. Okay, maybe a more than a slight upgrade, but let's be honest. Is it a huge, huge upgrade? I yeah, don't think it is. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a knock on Jared Goff, but I mean, Pat Mahomes isn't – he, like, I think he's as well above of his class right now. Well, maybe not because there's a lot of good quarterbacks, but he's about as well above Jared Goff as, like, Aaron Donald is well above most interior linemen uh, in terms of well, that skill gap. And that's not a knock yeah, on I'm the not, other guys. I'm not dismissing that either. I, I'm definitely agreeing with you. He is the best quarterback in the NFL. No questions asked. And that's what my my point in all of this is. Yes, he is going to improve the quarterback position, but I don't think it's gonna, you're going to see as much of a difference as improving the quarterback position from Jared Goff to Patrick Mahomes as you would losing Aaron Donald in its entirety. Yeah. That's fair. The defense would probably collapse a little bit. I mean, I I think, like, just the thought of Pat Mahomes playing for Sean McVay incites me very much, and I... Well, same. I think it, it's, it's like, a redundant discussion because there, there's no chance that Chiefs would ever trade this dude. So, like... No. Yeah, they... I think they probably would, but regardless, I still don't necessarily disagree with the ranking here of Donald number one. Uh, but we're gonna because that is that is not why we're we brought this clip up for discussion. The Rams said to Tampa Bay, "We will give you Aaron Donald and Jared Goff for Tom Brady." What do you think Tampa Bay would say? Uh, they'd laugh. They'd say, "We're good. Okay. We're good. We're, we're good. Okay." No, they got the goat who wants to play for three more years. And Tampa has reasonable facsimiles all across its defensive front of Aaron Donald, who has never really caught my eye. And I'm going to get to that in just a second. But they got Sue, they got Vita Vea, and and they got Shaq Barrett, who led the league in sacks on the outside. And on the other side, they got JPP. They're good to go. They don't need Aaron Donald because he's not that valuable. Okay, I'm I'm going to stop, skip there. And I... I don't even I don't even remember how the rest of this clip goes. I will play the rest. There's like a minute left, but first of all, he says that if the Rams called and offered Aaron Donald and Jared Goff for Tom Brady, the Bucks would laugh at them. That is that is just one of the absolute worst takes I have ever heard in my entire life. Uh, they would not laugh. They would accept immediately. You're you're trading Tom Brady, a a 43 year old quarterback, for 
probably the best player in football, at least according to Pro Football Focus. I mean, you could throw Pat Mahomes out of him. You could throw maybe a couple of those guys in the top, maybe. But you get him on your roster. First of all, he's he's not. He says he's not that valuable, which is just a load of bullshit. He's naming all the guys that they already have. They don't need him. Uh, you know, the Bucks have Mike Evans. The Bucks have Chris Godwin. If the Bucks could add Jerry Rice to their receiving core, would they not do it? Of course they would do it. I, <laughs> so to say they don't need him is insane. They would absolutely accept that offer. It doesn't matter who else is there. He is that valuable. He is that much better than all those guys who are all good players. Uh, and on top of that, you're getting a quarterback with a lot with who's who's played and who's led his team to the Super Bowl, who's made multiple Pro Bowls, who's a former number one overall pick, has a high pedigree, high potential. You get that on top of Aaron Donald to give up a guy who's probably going to play for your team for two years and might be washed. People don't like to say it, but he might be washed. Uh, That is just a joke that he would say that they would laugh at that trade offer. Well, the the thing that that kind of – interests me about this whole statement is i feel like skip bayless is living in the past like he's still calling tom brady the goat now don't get me wrong tom brady is certainly one of the greatest of all time for sure and i don't think anyone can argue that but is he the greatest of all time right now no not not even close like as of this moment if we're talking about 2020 would I rather have Tom Brady over say Pat Mahomes no not not I wouldn't take Tom Brady over Pat Mahomes for anything and it's just kind of ridiculous to insinuate that you would rather have a 43 year old Tom Brady over Aaron Donald in his prime and on top of that, Jared Goff, who, you know, whether you love or hate Jared Goff, he's still a serviceable quarterback. So not only would you surrender an aging Tom Brady, you'd be getting the best defensive lineman in the game, plus a pretty decent quarterback. You're nuts if you don't take that deal. And I think Tampa Bay would be like, uh, Rams, can, can we make this happen? You know, like... Skip Bayless thinks it's a good idea. Do you guys think it's a good idea? Like it. Let me just play the rest of this clip, just so we we get to hear what else he has to say. He does not play quarterback. And speaking of the greatest quarterback ever. What was their capsule on Tom Brady? They, they acknowledged what, what you say. What oh, he was in decline. Ma- major drop-off. Blah, blah, blah. Has father time caught up? Blah, blah, blah. No, they conclude in the capsule on number 24, Tom Brady. The tape shows the root of almost all of his issues was the lack of receiver help in New England last year. That's not an issue in Tampa Bay, blah, 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 because here he comes. Also, he can play his way back into the top five. I think that's what they are saying. So now let's look at players ranked above the GOAT. Let's go all the way up to number four. Quentin Nelson. I, I, I love him. I, 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 I respect him. He plays guard. He plays offensive guard. Quentin Nelson. So you're telling me right here, right now, 
that Quentin Nelson, an offensive guard, is more valuable than the GOAT down at 24. Stop it! Uh, yeah, first of all, he is because he's not washed up uh, like Tom Brady. He didn't have an awful season last year. <laughs> the things that are coming out of this guy's mouth and clip, and I gotta, I gotta throw a shout out here uh, to Shannon Sharp screaming in the background of this clip. I, Johnny, I don't think I've ever one eighty'd harder on a sports personality than Shannon Sharp. Like, <laughs> like when they when they started this show, I, I could not stand him. I don't watch the show; I just see clips online. But that dude cracks me up, and he's just. We need to protect Shannon Sharp at all costs. He's a legend. Uh, and he is perfect on this show uh, with with Skip Bayless. Oh boy! Okay, so let me address the Shannon Sharp thing first. Yeah, Shannon Sharp's an interesting guy, and I, I think after seeing so many hot takes from Skip, that he has like a sense of uh, well, a sense of better takes than what you would hear from from uh skip but now that we kind of got sharp out of the way first of all if you don't have offensive linemen in you know in front of tom brady tom brady doesn't get the ball off one of the reasons why tom brady is as good as he was is because new england for the most part, there were a few seasons that they were kind of iffy at all, all line. Have had a decent offensive line, if not great offensive lines. And I think Tom Brady himself would agree that having a good offensive line helps make him a better player. And if you can't find value in the protection of your quarterback, you ain't got no quarterback. You know, that's the bottom line. And the fact that he basically says, oh, you're not a quarterback, so you're not a good player, that's just such a horrible take at football in general. Like, you're basically saying the only position that ball is quarterback. Uh, no, no. Yes, it, it's a very important position, and it, you know, some of the best, some of the best players out there are certainly quarterbacks. But to sit there and say that, you know, no other position basically matters except for quarterback, then you're just crazy. I'm sorry. that That's just an awful take. Like quarterbacks are obviously the most valuable position in the NFL. But my, my God, man, he the guy's 43 years old. He, he doesn't have much left. We're, we're, we're going into unprecedented territory with a quarterback at this age to see if they could keep it up. And I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't even do it, man. It's just uh, when I heard, when I heard his, his trade thing where he just says they would laugh. That's just the, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, speaking of, of dumb things. So, so on the flip side, uh, Mike before asked if we would talk about uh, uh, the the office of line hate. This we saw the opposite of Rams offensive line hate. Uh, Gil Brandt, Pro Football Hall of Famer, uh, former VP of Player Personnel for the Cowboys, he he tweeted that he was he was thinking about the best offensive lines in the NFL. He came up with six. 
uh, was asking how we would rank them and who was missing. He listed the 49ers, the Colts, the Cowboys, the Raiders, the Saints, and the Rams. Uh, And if you look at the tweet, (laughs) half the people in the replies are just confused why the Rams are on this list. A lot lot of Rams fans are replying to this saying, what are you doing? Uh, It's just... Like Johnny, I, I, I think I've been fairly optimistic about this offensive lines. It has uh, a a lot of questions, but a lot of potential answers as well internally that could provide provide options. Uh, but given what we saw last year and the fact that they didn't really add anybody beyond some late late round draft picks and undrafted free agents, I would be absolutely floored if. This unit was able to be a top six offensive line in 2020. I would be astounded. Top top 15, top 12, maybe uh, if everything goes right. But top six, there's no way. Uh, let, let me just tell you something, Steve. If the Rams offensive line is top 15 in the NFL, I'm ecstatic. Like, right. That's that's a great season to sit there and say that the Rams offensive line is going to be top six. That's, I don't know what you're smoking, but you need to pass that over Gil because (laughs) that, that (laughs) I don't, you know, I, I think a lot of this goes into statistics and I, that's the only reason, the only logical reason I can think of that Gil thought that the Rams might have a solid offensive line because Jared Goff was only sacked, what, 22 times last year? It, it was actually, Something. yeah, it was the lowest amount in football, which is a, a whole nother unbelievable story. I cannot believe that's true. That That is true, but that also doesn't take into account how many times Goff was pressured and how many times he was hit. You know, just because he doesn't get sacked doesn't mean that he wasn't feeling the pressure. Let me tell you, Goff felt a tremendous amount of pressure the entire year last year. So while he may have gotten away from as many sacks as he could have potentially had, it wasn't because of the Rams' talented offensive line, air quote talented. So, you know, again, I'd like to think that the Rams have potential, and I'd like to think that they have young stars that are going to potentially show up to play and maybe have a better season and I'm hoping for like maybe a top 15-ish. I think that's very wishful thinking. But, you know, top 15-ish I think is certainly doable. Uh, not entirely likely, but doable. Top six is, is it's not going to fucking happen. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it, it's just not going to happen. To be blunt, yeah, the um, uh, Greg Rosenthal replied to him and said, put in the Rams – invalidates the rest of the list gill responded that there's too much pff groupthink, uh <laughs> which i mean the pff ranked the rams 31st last year which i i'm guessing is why why he's saying that but like come on man top six their their best their best player on their line is like fucking 40 years old uh and declined last year i mean i love andrew orth i think he'll be okay this year but was much worse last year than he was in the previous two years with the Rams. Uh, it's 
it just yeah, it, like you said, a top fifteen finish would be awesome. We'd be we'd all be thrilled. Uh, that that to me would be remarkable. A, a top six, there's just no there's no shot. I'm sorry. I I I think Jared Goff has a better chance of winning MVP. Uh, I think Cam Akers has a better chance of rushing for like eighteen hundred yards. Um, I th- I think Cooper Cup has a better chance of breaking the single season receiving yard record than I do the Rams offensive line finishing in the top six because that that just, there's no way there's no shot with the guys in the room. Uh, it would take monumental improvements from multiple unproven guys and Havenstein and Whitworth to teleport back into 2018 and play exactly like they did, if not better, for that to happen. Uh, it just, it's just not going to happen. But uh, to, to speak on Pro Football Focus, because they're also in the conversation here, they 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 put out, and this is a reputable publication, I think. we I, I cite them a lot in certain topics. They put out a list of the most valuable Rams over the past decade per uh their wins above replacement metric, which is basically how much more valuable you are than a replacement level player. Jared Goff is number one. Aaron Donald, sorry, Jared Goff, you get it. Quarterbacks, they're valuable. Aaron Donald was number three. And Sam motherfucking Bradford came in at number two, uh, which is, you know, sometimes facts and numbers and data they tell a story johnny and this is just proof that sometimes you just need to realize that numbers do not mean everything because in no way was sam bradford more valuable for the rams this decade than the other guys were then sorry than aaron donald was or even the guys that below him, robert woods tremaine johnson uh I think Bradford was a little underrated overall. He was a valuable player here, but I mean, if we just didn't, if we didn't have just complete train wrecks of back of quarterbacks behind him every year, uh, besides my guy Austin Davis, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, it's just it's just that's insane. I, most valuable, and and this is coming from Pro Football Focus too. Aaron Donald is literally like the best graded pro football focus player ever so i think like yes quarterbacks are more valuable jared goffing number one makes sense but if sam bradford's coming in above aaron Donald, you gotta you gotta take a look in the mirror at what you're putting out there you know well first off the fact that they have sam bradford in the top five just kind of disturbs me a little bit you know sam bradford he had his moments of value and he had his moments where he did make a difference, you know, especially like you said, the carcasses of quarterbacks that the Rams had forever until they reached Sam Bradford, you know, that says enough, but to value Bradford over Aaron Donald. Are you kidding me? Aaron Donald if he retires today is a hall of famer in my book. Yep. And I he agree. has that that's that says a lot right there. He is a defensive tackle. You know, 
let that sink in for a second. When's the last time anyone has been excited for an interior defensive lineman? Warren Sapp? <laughs> no, true. Uh, yeah. He is. Yeah. He, he's shattering, like, the pro football focus metric. Uh, so it's, sh- it's like, unbelievable that of all places to put out this, this sat, it's pro football focus who has, who we just talked about, named Aaron Donald the best player in football. Uh, it's just, it's just wild that, that, that's that. And I, so, like, ev- every advanced metric, I would say, they, they matter. They tell a story. Analytics aren't bullshit. They're they they're valuable when when grading when grading players because the box score uh, doesn't tell the whole story, which is the case with Aaron Donald, especially in the last two years where he's not putting up twenty something sacks. Uh, but in this case, you can just throw that out the window because that's just that's just flat out false. Basically, <laughs> what this tells us is that. Anything a quarterback does, you multiply it by like four, and that's what their value is. Because that's the only explanation you can have to have Bradford over Donald. And to tell you the truth, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Jared Goff, and, and I do think he provides a lot of value to the team, and he's done quite a bit. But you can honestly make an argument if Aaron Donald's more valuable than, than Jared Goff is. You know, to the franchise for sure. Now, I understand that quarterback is a very important position, and that's never going to change. That's always going to be the thing. But I'm just saying that you can make an argument with Jared Goff. You can't make an argument for Sam Bradford. I'm sorry. I, I will disagree with you every single time. And I, I just, I think this is just, honestly, I'm just going to say it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I I would have Donald number one too, but I I would at least I can at least get where they're where they're coming from with um Jared Goff. Sam Bradford's really got me thrown for a loop. We've done a little Jared Goff dragging. I'm I'm sure that's gonna upset some people. Don't worry, we are we're about we're about to praise him. We got we got a tweet earlier from uh, Nick Squire on Twitter when I when I put on my tweet before he said. Calling Jared Goff anything worse than a top ten QB would be a a, a bad take, uh, Nick. That's not true. Uh, he he, I he's not he's not you. I'm not gonna like fight somebody over putting him in the top ten, but he's he's definitely not a surefire top ten QB. I think that's a little ridiculous to say. There's a lot of good QBs in the league. That being said, Johnny, we're gonna talk about uh, our notable Rams hater Chris Sims and I don't I don't use that term lightly I hate when people think like people in the media are out to get the Rams like they're given the bad bad records it's media bias Chris Sims is about the only guy I think is full of shit uh when he's talking about the Rams it's clearly something something's up with that relationship but he's ranking his top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL uh, did did you happen to see where Jared Goff came in on this list? Go ahead, lay it on me, Steve. Where, where is he ranked? <laughs> he was ranked twenty four. So, 
the, we're only at 23 in this countdown right now. Sam Darnold is the guy ahead of him. Uh, so, Johnny, I, I went ahead and I, I listed all the starting quarterbacks that haven't been named yet that would be, that are going to be named ahead of, of Jared Goff. So here they are. Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Philip Rivers, Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray, Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Sam Darnold, and there's no other starting quarterbacks. So it's either going to be Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, uh, our guys that haven't been listed yet that could potentially be in this spot ahead of him. Uh, look, I I do think a lot of Rams fans overrate Jared Goff a bit. And, like, if if he were, like, 19, uh, maybe I'd defend this a little more, even though I probably would have him a little higher. But <laughs> to put him behind Derek Carr... To put him behind Sam Darnold, to put him behind Daniel Jones, that just like there's no, there's no explanation to me for that. Just none whatsoever. I like Sam Darnold, but he's proven nothing. Uh, he he literally has as like he's been all right in his limited action as a pro. Daniel Jones, no, kind of the same thing. He he showed some flashes last year. But I I do not understand how he is in the top twenty twenty two. I mean ahead of ahead of, ahead of Goff that makes no sense to me. Uh, and, and then you got I mean like fucking Derek Carr really like I I don't I don't even know where to begin with this. It's just unbelievably insane to have him that low. And like if if you follow me if you listen you know I'm not. Jared Goff is underrated guy. I I, I kind of push back on that, but like, Jesus Christ, man, twenty four. Yeah, you know, with Chris Sims, we we um we've seen last year that Jared Goff was not he was not a fan of Jared Goff. You know, he if I'm not mistaken, I believe he ranked him number nineteen last year, and this is coming from a Super Bowl year. You know, because he did the ranking before the 2019 season, so I I scratched my head then because obviously I thought a little more highly of Goff then, and I realized that Goff um, didn't have the best season last year, so it would make sense to you know be a little harder on Goff than you were in the previous year. But come on, at number 24, I can't take you seriously there. I mean. First of all, how is Sam Darnold ahead of Jared Goff? In what universe has Sam Darnold proven that he's been a better quarterback than a quarterback that has made it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I I can't I can't remember a time that 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 Sam Darnold had outperformed Jared Goff at all. No. If you if you can really really justify that i'd really love to hear your take because that that's just incredible to me Derek carr 
we're not even sure if Derek Carr is going to be a Marcus Mariota who was replaced by Ryan Tannehill. Now, I know a lot of people have gone on the Tannehill bandwagon because of the type of season he had, and I will be the first to admit that Tannehill, you know, performed a lot better than I expected for sure. I'm on that bandwagon, by the way. I just want to be on the record. I'm on the ta- I'm on the Tannehill. That bandwagon. aside, I would still take Goff in a heartbeat over Tannehill. You're, you're not gonna You're not gonna tell me that Tannehill's a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Uh, Tannehill, excuse me. Tannehill is a. I I think there's a debate there, and I think like today. If you got to tell me I have one game to win, I need to take one of these quarterbacks. I I might go Tannehill based on those last couple games, man. But I, I it's close, obviously. Like hell, I, no, I would never. I don't that. know, man. He was fucking balling at the end of the season. Uh, I for like, would I trade Jared Goff or Ryan Tannehill right now? No. Uh, but this is just in a vacuum. You're picking one quarterback. You need to win one game. Man, I might take Danny. He looked damn good at the end of the season. But that aside, uh, I... I mean, I don't know. I, I think Derrick Henry did a lot of the legwork there, but that's just me. You're you're right. but uh, And he definitely did in the playoffs. But da- down the stretch, I mean, Derrick Henry was still the running back when Mariota was the quarterback, but they couldn't keep him honest because Mariota was so bad. And like you said, that's the guy they're bringing in to compete with Derrick Carr. Uh, I, I looked up last year's list that you mentioned. Goff was ranked 19 on that list. Uh, the guy, some of the guys ahead of it, Derek Carr was one of the guys ahead of him. Uh, also ahead of him were Nick Foles, and uh, he has Cam Newton at number eight last year. So I'm I'm gonna guess that Cam Newton's the guy that's missing here. Uh, if if he was so high on him last year, I'm gonna guess he has him. Uh, he's the guy I couldn't figure out, but. Like, Derek Carr, man. Like, what? Like, what? Excuse me? I, I, I just, I, I don't I don't see that on, on any planet. And he did it last year uh, after a pretty bad season from Carr in 2018, if I remember correctly. So, I, that's just, it's just mind-blowing stuff, man. It's just absolutely mind-blowing stuff that you're going to put this dude at 24. Uh, even in a down year, you know, his numbers, they weren't, like, like horrifying. Uh, I just don't, you know, like if if you're picking quarterbacks to 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 have this season, if you're ranking the top quarterbacks going into going into next year, there's to me there's no way he's the 24th quarterback off the board. Uh, I I have a feeling and I have a sneaking suspicion here that Chris Sims is ranking based off of how he scouted each player. In like the draft, he may have not liked God. I don't know if this is true or not, um, so don't quote me. But it, it just kind of feels like he's going based on a little bit of favoritism. Because again, how do you put Derek Carr in front of Jared Goff? Like you, you may not. You could be a Jared Goff hater and admit that Goff is a much better quarterback than Carr is. I I can't. I think it was back in. 
2017, the last good season that car had. After, I mean, there's a reason they brought in Mariota. It wasn't because Derek Carr is is good. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just it's amazing. I, I I'm not. I used to be a Derek Carr believer, uh, and I I wouldn't say I'm like. You know, anti Derek Carr at this point. He he actually numbers wise, he actually had a pretty good year last year. But um, it, it no, you watch a play, you weren't that impressed. I just I I don't know uh, that one. That one seems crazy. But really, really, Sam Darnold is is the most mind blowing one to me because there's there's just there, there's no evidence that he's a good quarterback yet. And I'm not I'm not out on him, but his number was were worse than Goff last year. His team was worse. Uh, I just uh, that that one's got me head scratching. And then and then the mystery. I mean, how how are you gonna put Cam Newton ahead of him? How are you gonna put? Uh, I'm I'm guessing Cam Newton's the guy, but I I love Cam Newton. Uh, he probably should be starting in the NFL right now, but he's not. He's not, and I I don't know how. You really rank somebody that's not starting right now as as a top twenty quarterback. I mean, he's got a uh, he's got Andy Dalton at twenty seven. He's a backup. I think that's fine. I mean, he's got Jameis at thirty three. You know, if you got Jameis up our back, I I just don't see how how you could have uh, Cam Newton that high. It's it, it it's fairly confusing, man. This is a this is a very suspect list from a, a very suspect analyst. <laughs> yeah, what? for sure. I I I look forward to seeing more of his uh, list how it unfolds, just because it's kind of one of those things where you feel like he's almost trolling in a sense. So you just kind of want to see how the list unfolds. I, I mean, I would hope, you know, the top five is pretty much self-explanatory. But uh, who knows? Maybe Cam Newton makes the top five this year. You never know. <laughs> well, he did look phenomenal in the one game he played in against the Rams. Um, <laughs> well, this this was therapeutic to just yell about bad sports takes for 40 minutes. It's been a while. I needed it. Uh, you got you got any other any other takes you wanna you wanna undress here on the pod? Cam Akers will be rookie of the year. Woo! I'm here for it. Ty- Tyler Higby <laughs> is gonna be a top five fantasy tight end this year, assuming he doesn't get injured. To tell you the truth, I can buy that, honestly. <laughs> Top five, I think I can live with that. If I, you're going to sit there and tell me he's going to be the best tight end in the league, I, I think you might be on the Kool-Aid a bit. I <laughs> I, I don't know if I believe that. I, I was just trying to throw out a hot take. But, you know, it's funny. Like A, a lot of people are, are saying he's he's being overvalued. Like, this is just completely unrelated to what we've been talking about. He's he's being overvalued in fantasy football right now. He is currently, I'm going to tell you this, Johnny, as I look it up on Fantasy Pros, he is currently the eighth-ranked tight end. 
Uh, and, and I saw some people saying he's being like, that's his ceiling is eight, which is silly to me because in his five, like when he went off last year in five games, which is obviously a small sample size, but it's not two games. Uh, five games is a, is a fairly big amount. He was the top overall tight end fantasy wise in the NFL, uh, in both points per game and overall points. And in points per game, he was in PPR. He was five points higher than the next highest guy, which is a big gap. So you want to talk about Tyler Higby's ceiling as a fantasy tight end. It's number one, which I never thought I would say a year ago, but potentially if they continue to use him, even at like 80% of how they used him in those last five games, he's going to finish as a top three tight end, maybe even a top one tight end. Uh, and I would, do I think that's likely? No, I think it'll cool off a little bit, but I, I mean, eight feels about right for his ranking. Uh, I looking at the guys ranked ahead of him, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry. Uh, you know, that, that feels about all that should be ahead of him. The guys behind him, Austin Hooper, Jared Cook, no font, Mike Jacecki, Hayden Hurst, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, the, uh, it, it feels right. That feels like the right ranking for sure. Uh, that That's the end of my Tyler Higby rant. A guy who might be <laughs> worth his contract next year. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Oh, man. You know, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't a huge fan of the contract. I wasn't as upset about it as you were. But I, you know what? If he if he certainly is even a top eight, eight he for surely earned, earned that contract, I think. Because I think the concern was he was kind of the at, at the best, you know, middle of the pack tight end. Um, but he, he turned out to, you know, be a little bit higher than that um towards the end of last year so if he continues he'll, he can certainly have earned every dollar of that contract yeah it's look i i defend my stance at the time when we signed him it seemed outrageous he had done nothing uh like you said at, on his best day he was a okay tight end uh but i mean if he goes off like he did you know like i said 80 percent of what he did to end the season last year. He's going to be well worth that money, and I hope he does. Tight ends are historically a late-blooming position. Uh, you know, it's rare when a rookie tight end comes in and lights up the league. It almost never happens. Uh, I mean, look, look, at la- look at the top tight ends from last year. None of them were rookies, and that was in uh, a draft class with a couple tight ends going in the first round. Good, solid tight end prospects are getting drafted high. But... Yeah, man, I, I'm excited for Higby. I, like, words, 2020 is such a bizarre year. Like, those are words I never thought I would say in my entire life. I'm excited for what Tyler Higby is going to bring to the team this season. Ah, all right, well, it's June, so I think we can end the podcast there. You got, you got any departing thoughts here? Uh, well, I lost Johnny, so I'm just going to end the podcast. Uh, don't forget to... Give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't. You'll be entered to win that jersey. Only eight spots left, so don't forget. Follow me on Twitter at C. Rivero. Follow Johnny at Johnny506, and we'll talk to you guys next week.
idiot most of the time. I hired nuptial num-nums to cater my wedding, and it was a disaster. Everyone was raving about the food instead of my dress. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. They're like, oh, Veronica, the lamb chops. Ah, uh, did the lamb chops fly you out to Cancun? And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. I will not be hiring them for my next wedding. Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.